in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to The Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the prolific Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> prolific? Yes. Where did, what, uh, what inspired that? Yes. Just all the, all the changes we've made to gentleman.com in the last... That's true. We've... Uh, Ten weeks or so. We've been lining them up and knocking them down. That's right. It's like we got a table full of shots in front of us. <laughs> yeah. Bartender, we have another. <laughs> but, yeah. We've, take one, turn it over on the table. Yeah. But anyway, Glenn, and that's why. Because uh, you've been releasing a lot of stuff on Gentleman.com. Oh, thank you. And posting a lot of stuff on Gentleman.com. Commenting on stuff on Gentleman.com. I mean, it's just an endless... I, you know, I can't get enough of it. It's like your, uh, it's like Gentleman.com's your novel. You know, the great American novel. That's a little scary. It is your Gentleman.com. We could, we could release, we can compile all this work that you've done into a... It's like my Grapes of Wrath. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, and we could, we could make some, we could make something out of that. Okay. Well, maybe we could, yeah. Hey, who's we? We could, who's uh, we here? As I, as your ma- as my, my manager. Idea, okay. As I was here at the genesis of this idea. Okay. Okay. And I feel like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put together some kind of a book deal. Okay. Uh, you just trust me implicitly on, implicitly on the contract. And I will do that. I will, uh, I'll just, just tell me what to sign. Yeah. Just give, give you a signature and then that's all we need. Initial to here, initial here. That's right. Signature done. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's how we do the liability for gentleman.com too. But <laughs> if, if anything goes wrong with the site... Uh, I have no liability. Glenn has a hundred percent of the liability. Yep. So I, uh, it is my burden. That's true. It's true. Thankfully, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Exactly. I'd hate for something to happen to you, Brian. And well deserved. Well, <laughs> I must say. <laughs> Speaking of liabilities, Glenn, uh, we are co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com. Gentleman.com is a lovely little corner of the internet. Uh, it's 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 like its own block. It's its own dark alley back behind the internet. It's like that. It's like that kid in the back of the classroom, right? Mm-hmm. You, you think you know him. You think right. you understand what's going on. Oh yeah. And then you get. And then. And then all of a sudden. Yeah. You find out something. You know. You're like, I didn't know this. This is so complex and deep. He, right. Who knew that he was in the model cars? You know. Right. Like, mm-hmm. That's a gentleman right there. Who knew that he was a barbecue genius? Yeah. Who knew he was? You know, a master craftsman. A card counter. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. Home brewer. All kinds of stuff. Gosh. So anyway, yeah, the kid a, in the back of the class, mm-hmm. pretty cool Got to keep your eye on him. Yeah. And by that, I mean visit the site all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to right. keep your eyeballs on Over him. and over. Yeah, over and over and over again. <laughs> uh, and if you get tired of, maybe your eyes are getting tired. Yep. You know, you've been up for 12 hours straight searching gentleman.com for the best content on the internet. Uh, maybe give your eyes a rest and then transfer that attention and research over to the audio waves let your ears take over let your ears take over for your eyes you got five senses that's right why exhaust why spend so much time on the visual sense when Mm -hmm. you could listen to podcasts about gentleman.com that's right and you can do so at Mm podcast.gentleman.com it's your it's your it's your home away from home it's your home away from gentleman is podcast.gentleman.com. And then, once you're done with podcast.gentleman.com, you can go to olfactory.gentleman.com, where we have a selection of scratch and sniff. Uh, this is a very beta product. Right. But uh, it's the it's internet of things. you got to get you your know. nose real close to the screen. <laughs> Just get it right up in yeah. there. And then you get flash pictures of things, and then you scratch a screen. and then Right, right. And it's kind of an auditory yeah. and olfactory. Uh, it's just all the senses. Yep. While the podcast is playing... Patent pinning, of course. Right. It's, it's a multimedia mm. extravaganza. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, we're, we're still working on that. That's in the Gentleman Labs. But uh, what exists today is podcast.gentleman.com. You can go over to podcast.gentleman.com. You can follow along with this episode. You can hear what links... Or sorry, you can read what links we're talking about during the show. You can listen to past episodes. You can make fun of Glenn and I. Um, all yep. kinds of stuff. Yep. It, it's, so, it's easy to do. It is easy to do. Um, start chucking those stones, people. That's right. That's what we're here for. Uh, our houses are made of glass. That's right. Um, and if you want to get in touch with us, and once you listen to the podcast, you're like, I need to get in touch with these guys. I need to clarify this thing that I it's been on my mind. I need to talk to these guys about that. You can do that 
Uh, preferred method is sending a letter over the podcast, uh, the gentleman mailbag. Mm. And uh, you can do that at P.O. Box 442-305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. If you're feeling more technologically inclined, you could use a internet email account. Mm-hmm. And apparently, you, I don't know much about this, but apparently you can put type an address into a computer, mm-hmm. and then you hit send, and then it gets sent to us somehow on our computers. There's like tubes somewhere. I oh. keep talking about this fiber. Oh, it's like a bank. Uh, yeah. So like when you do a deposit, yeah. it's like... Yeah. 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 Right. Then, yeah. Okay. Uh, interesting. Okay. And yeah. then that comes out on our screen. That's how Somehow. It Okay. Well, anyway, theory, we'll, we'll figure out how to check it. Yeah. So send something, and yeah. So if you send, <laughs> apparently, if you send something to howdy at gentleman dot com, mm. we will receive it and we will uh, peruse it, and then we will probably talk about it on the gentleman podcast if we can figure out how to open it. That's true. We're still working on that, which is why we prefer greatly the U.S. Postal Service. That's correct. Yeah. If you send us a letter to the gentleman podcast at PO Box four four two three zero five Lawrence Kansas six six zero four four, we will actually take your letter. We will read through it. We'll put it up on a gentleman wall of fame, the hall slash wall of fame, which we know as the hall of fame. And uh, we'll talk about it. That's right. And then you might get a little a little something back in return from us. A little token saying thanks. Yeah, exactly. So keep that in mind. When you get a chance, drop us a line. We're always open to uh, hearing from everybody out there. So uh, anyway, Glenn, let's move on to get to the drink of the week. Man, housekeeping out of the way. I This segment... Is is always good because yeah. I spend the whole first part of that segment we just did mm-hmm. getting thirsty because I'm just looking at the six pack of beer in front right. of me, um, and it, it's you know it's not that warm out today. But when I think of summer, I think of lagers and pil- pilsners and mm-hmm. you know pale ales and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I uh, on the way to on the way to the store, I was trying to think about you know what what have we not reviewed? We've kind of We've hit a lot of, you know, the craft scene. We've hit a lot of... Um, a lot of American beers. We've, we've even done, you know, the South Korean soju, mm-hmm. which is a bad idea. Yeah. Um, never again. Still paying for that. Still paying for that. Mm-hmm. But we... So... I, I, that can't get expunged from our records. No. No. Um, or our minds. No, you, you just can't un- unhear some things. Yep. So, anyway. Um, so, uh, what better beer than Grolsch to talk about because Grolsch is an institution mm-hmm. in the beer world mm-hmm. um, I, I personally you know as a casual beer drinker mm-hmm. it's awesome I think but I have never held it under the magnifying glass the, scru- the close scrutiny that we will ma- we will hold under tonight <clears throat> excuse me tonight mm-hmm. under the MTS yeah, mustache the, twist scale the microscope of the MTS knowledge is power all right. seeing, it all cannot hide from it. No, you cannot. No um, beer is safe. And I dare say that the Girls Brewery, which was founded in 1615, mm-hmm. this might be the first. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's the first time anybody has used the MTS to rate this beer. So we're making history tonight. What? 500 years later? 500 years. It all it took was 500 400 years. Something. 500 years. Yeah. Yeah. 400. 400. 400. 400 whatever. 400 years. Once you hit past 200. 400 years. All right. Got it. Yeah. 400. 400 years later. Look, we yeah. finally do better it late than never. That's right. He showed up late to the party, but you're still at the party. That's right. All right? Uh, yeah, so I'm excited about this one. I haven't had Grolsch in a long time. This is a this was originally a Dutch beer, I believe. Mm-hmm. And now it's owned by some South African brewery. Mm-hmm. Uh, S.B. Miller or something like that. S.A.B. Miller. That's it, yeah. Um, Big conglomerate, I believe. But yeah, it's been around since 1615. Uh, and it, it was, what does it say, like 51% of Dutch beer... Uh, in in the Netherlands mm-hmm. uh, is is Grolsch. So I mean, it's, it's a very popular beer over there. I don't know how popular it is in the U.S., but I mean, I know I've always heard of Grolsch. I've always had it, but I just never. One of those beers. I thought it was like a German beer for some reason. I did too. Which is which mm-hmm. I feel bad about now because that's kind of just lumping all. Yeah. You know, it sounds funny when you say it. You know, yeah. Grolsch. I, I, I get you know if you if you're looking at a, a bottle like this with a name like this, it's probably yeah. a good bet that well, it's probably a German beer, right? Right. Because because they're know, doing it right. Yeah, exactly. So I, I always, but now we know, and this is good because for now, from now on, I'll know. Oh, that's that Dutch beer. That's right. And uh, so anyway, the thing I like about Grolsch, which I didn't get, um, they have the six pack variety, which you know, normal bottle top, 
that uh, we normally get, and I picked that up. But they also had their four 16-ounce bottles mm-hmm. with the cool, the cool uh, flip. You know, mm-hmm. to, I love that. I love that top. It is a cool top. But in the spirit of consist, in the spirit of consistency, I decided we would uh, just go with the standard six pack like we do every week so mm-hmm. we don't give any preference unfairly yeah right. we don't want to unfairly give them some advantage because they got a cool time. don't want to, don't want to tip the scales yeah no, that's, oh that's yeah you're call. 400 years old you don't impress me mm-hmm. you don't impress me i like they they also do the mini kegs in half barrels yeah of beer i think that was a more modern uh adapt adaption could be you know maybe the 1700s they got into the mini kegs mm-hmm. i don't know hard to say really i see a lot of frat boys hauling those things out uh <laughs> From the liquor store, so yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like the rite of passage for being in college is having a little, the little tiny keg on your fridge of Grolsch. And when I was in college, party balls. That was where it was at. Party. Oh, oh, the little the part the mini plastic balls of Coors. Wait, what? It's because it's, it's called a party ball, and it was like a miniature keg. It, it was like it was a big sphere of a of ball. Beer. It, was it was a, a ball? plastic ball, and you it was it came in this box. <laughs> It came in this box. This sounds terrible. And uh, it was a big square box. And you okay. open it up and you like peel back the plastic. And it's this big sphere of beer. And you dump uh, you dump ice all around because it comes in a plastic bag. And dump ice all around it. And that keeps it cool. And I don't remember how much was in it. Uh, but it was probably like a pony keg's worth of Coors Light or something like that. So how did you... Did it have like a keg top? Like mm-hmm. you pump it? I had a little tap. Yeah. So... Huh. Weird. So you had it delivered to you, or no? You go to the liquor store and go okay, pick it okay. up, just like anything else. Huh. But uh, yeah, that was a short-lived. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, had some good times. Uh, yeah, had some good times with that. I don't, don't want to get too much into that. Okay, I've got some you stories. That's the past. Yeah, we're all about the future. Yeah, exactly. Moving forward, we're in the now. That's right. And, and the future. Speaking of now, we're gonna get, check out this girl. Uh, I try. I found on the dark web. I found the statistics for this. The dark. Uh, I, I did a lot of searching on uh, various websites that I can't name Yep. Uh, to find this information, but apparently there's 30 IBUs in this. 30 IBUs? That's what they say. It's actually more than I would have guessed. This is the dark web, Glenn. So, 30 IBUs. We, we, <laughs> we're going to have to take them at their word. You can... Okay. <laughs> I'm... You know nothing like the internet to... Uh... That's right. <clears throat> it's on the internet. It's on a page on the internet, so it must be true. And the, the alcohol percentage is 5%. Uh, <sighs> I would believe the 5%. 30, 30, well, okay. We'll just, uh, it says 5% on the bottom. There okay, well, there you go. That's corroborated. Then we know this. Okay, that, then everything else must be true. I hope so. Um, okay. Well, how much were these, Glenn? Oh, 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 right. This was, uh, seven ninety nine. Oh, okay. So pretty good. Yeah. Good price. Good price. The price okay. was right. So alcohol, you know, right around normal. Um, not that hoppy. Okay. Well, Brian, what do you say we, uh. Yeah, that's, uh. Pop these back. Cheers. Cheers. Oh yeah. Mmm. Refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Something about the green bottle. Yep. I don't know what it is. I don't. <clears throat> There's something, something about it. It's got that smooth beer taste. Mmm. Oh yeah. That's a good on your on the deck yeah. summer evening. Beer right there. Yeah, it's definitely mm. that time of year where the lager reigns supreme. Oh. Actually, is this a lager or is this a pale ale? This is a pale ale? I thought I read that. that technically, this was a pale ale. Oh, weird. Let me, let me look this up. Um, what do you think, Brian? This is a, this is premium lager. Uh, premium. This is a pilsner. ABV. It's a pale lager. I'm sorry. I read that wrong. Okay. Grolsch is best known for 5% pale lager. Grolsch Premium Pilsner. So it's a Pilsner. Yep. Um, Pils. And this comprises 95% of all their sales. This is a top seller right here. Do they have another beer? They they must. They have a premium blonde, a premium light, and a premium bison. Have a bison. I'm I'm guessing you can only find those in in, in, uh, the Netherlands. Yeah, I can understand why the premium light isn't a top seller. This is like a premium light. Exactly. <laughs> you don't need it. It's, it's water is premium light. Right. That would be... Mm-hmm. All right, Brian. So yeah. so for Pilsner, I mean, we're not mm-hmm. talking... 
you're not going to get a whole lot of complexity in the flavors. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a smooth and simple, yeah, warm weather beer. Mm-hmm. in My humble opinion, though, I think I could drink this year round. Yeah. Okay. Well, but, uh, what, Glenn? What are you thinking about your personal rating for the MTS? Oh. All right. Uh, okay. Good. Good price. Price nice is good. And smooth. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna like. I'm not just gonna tell my friends. You know, you gotta go try. Grow. I mean, it's just right. like that. It's like a steady date. It could be in a rotation of summer beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I'll have like sometimes I'll get the uh, Line and Kugel mm-hmm. Summer Shandy. Yep. Um, and we talked about Corona, mm-hmm. which is good. Corona Extra. Yeah, this is like a Corona yeah. for me, like kind of on par. Mm-hmm. All right, I I would probably give this a, just a seven five. I mean, not just. I'd give it a seven five. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I was gonna go seven nine actually because seven, I think the, I think the price is good. Um, price is good. Five percent alcohol for a lager. It's a good pills or for a pilsner. It's mm-hmm. good. Good pilsner. Nice and refreshing. Um, is the are the the cool top bottles? Are they pricier? They're the same price. Um, but, but it's four sixteen. But if I'm doing the math right, that's still the same amount of alcohol, right? Uh, four sixteens are two, <laughs> not quite. It's not quite. No, the same it's amount. not. I'm not doing the math right. No, so they're they're a little bit more less, expensive. But, but you're paying for a cool bottle. Yeah, right, that's cool. All right, all right, okay, all right. So yeah, I, I was, I, I would say seven nine. Okay. Well, and you said seven five. Yeah, but it okay. doesn't it doesn't matter what we say. No, we got okay. So yeah, the the all important step is where we feed it into the MTS computer, which we will. Input all the statistics and our ratings, and then it will tell us empirically uh, mm. what the rating for the spear is. Um, okay, so the mustache twist scale computer is all fired up. Okay. I'm going to type this in there. Okay, so we said the price was seven ninety nine. Mm. Okay, uh, we said the IBUs were thirty. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. <laughs> uh, we're just going to go with That's, it. I'm going to go with three. We're going to go with it. Okay, um, and mm. then we said the alcohol by volume was five percent. Yes. Okay, and then you said seven point five. I did. Okay, and I said 7.9. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm need Okay, let's give this the uh, computer a second to chop through all these all these stats, and then it will print out a report in a second. I think we should have a song for this, Brian. Like a, yeah. It's tough, because as fast as computers are these days, mm. it's still a complex algorithm, so it still takes a while. There's a lot of factors that it has to go out and check on the internet, and then all that stuff, so. Can't rush perfection. No, you can't. It's true, boy. Okay, so uh, okay, it's printing out now, Glenn. Okay, um, I, I, I can't wait. Let me. What do we? What do we? Let me pull this off here. Okay. Okay. Uh, Don't rip uh, it. It says seven point seven on the oh, MTS. Wow. Scale. So that's good. That's solid. Yeah, I think that's pretty good for girls. I think that's about right where it should be. Yeah, and uh, you know, something that's been around for sixteen, fifteen. Finally, they can rest easy. Yep. Four hundred years later, they know <sighs> where they stand on the MTS yep. scale. I'm sure there's going to be a press release tomorrow. I, I would imagine, um, as, they, as there usually are. You know, as there usually is. Badges on the website and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, you know. I, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I... I uh, good. I'm glad, we, I'm glad we put this to rest, because I've always yeah. kind of wondered about Grolsch. Mm-hmm. My problem with Grolsch, as you can see, Brian, is I've already almost finished the first bottle. If you just hold yeah. it, if you just have it in your hand... Right. You will drink it. It is so smooth. Mm-hmm. It's literally like water. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's true. We'll see how the rest of the podcast goes. That's right. With that in mind. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, Glenn. Well, let's get on to some interesting posts from gentleman.com in the last week or so. Boy, Brian, were there some interesting posts. Yeah, they it are. Was, it this took is, a lot of sifting. This is a good variety of stuff. There is. About. We've actually, yeah. Uh, some some weeks, you know, we we, uh, we wonder, you know, can we talk about this? Can we talk about that? It was really easy to figure out what to talk about this week. Mm-hmm. Because, well, actually... I mean, we saw the issue of, well, we have a lot of stuff to pare down. Yeah. But that's a good problem to have. That's right. You never want to be struggling for what to talk about. That's right. Um, so, fortunately, the members in our community have posted some amazing things this week. And um, <laughs> we're going to start off with the... I just realized... With a gentleman legend. <laughs> I, I completely forgot that... This 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 can't be right. Okay. I, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking about that novel. This this could be an entry in there because this is this is a attack that was posted by Glenn. I completely forgot I I was the one who posted this. Is that sad? That's how good of a attack it was. I You're like surely I didn't post this. This is great attack. Well, uh, yes. So anyway, Glenn, this this was posted by our good buddy, uh, username Glenn. 
Um, and this is called <laughs> What Happens When a Casino Kicks Out a Card Counter. Right. <clears throat> so, interesting story. I don't know much about card counting. I don't either. I, I enjoy the World Series of Poker. I used to watch I that don't all like, the time in college. I hate watching that crap. I, I get sucked into it. I, I like it. Um, and there's this whole like lore about you know car- counting cards, and mm-hmm. I have I had, like friends who swore they could do it, right? Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But I've never you know that's about the extent of what I knew of it. Yeah, there's an article on the site called Boing Boing, which is quite popular and mm-hmm. linked to quite often on Gentleman. Um, and what they do is they follow a um, card counter, a blackjack card counter, mm-hmm. into a casino, and the object of card counting, as I understand it, is you count how many cards have gone by, and then once you know how many cards are left in the deck or in the shoe or mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. if you know the odds are favorable, then you just start betting like crazy. Right. Lots of money because you know the odds are in your favor. Right. And so that's the object of card counting. Mm-hmm. So, But if you're not counting cards, you have no idea, and you just kind of right. just play it's just hand dumb hand. luck. Right. Basically. Yeah. And so... What, well, actually, the, the house has the upper hand right. in that case. If I'm playing blackjack, it's definitely dumb luck. Yes. Um, I'm... I've been to a casino once, and I'm 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 terrible, and I'll never go back, and that's fine with me. <laughs> Hit me again, again. But sir. No, <laughs> yeah, you have twenty. You have twenty-two. <laughs> it felt wrong not to swing, Brian. <laughs> um. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> yeah. I- so anyway, the, the the article has this video of a card counter and a guy. Okay, a card counter going into a casino and showing you what happens mm-hmm. when you are kind of caught as a card counter because it's technically legal to count cards. Right. But the casino also has the right to refuse service to anybody at any time. Mm-hmm. So there's this weird dance that happens and it's just an interesting little video. I won't spoil it for you. And, but uh, yeah, it was a really interesting insight into, into what happens at casinos when this happens. Yeah, I was... Uh, I never knew what would happen. I'm sure there's, there's a couple of different ways this goes depending on who's watching and how you get caught and all that stuff. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was an interesting exchange because they had a whole, they, they do a hidden camera thing. They follow the guy in there. He yeah. gets busted for card counting, uh, within a, it seems like a relatively short amount of time. Yeah. And, uh, they must just have some basic easy keys to look for when somebody's betting super low, super low, super low, and then super high. Yeah. And then has a bunch of cash on him. That's yeah. probably just about it. You know, that's all you really need to know. And they, it seemed like they were, they were trying to trigger those they, yeah. they were trying to show what would, ha- yeah. what happened. So he was like pulling a thousand dollars, like thousands of dollars out of his pocket. Yeah. And- so anyway, within a short amount of time, he gets called over, and he gets in this interesting exchange where the pit boss that's kicking him off the table says, "Well, you can still play, but you have to bet the same the whole time you're betting. So you start in on a low bet, you have to low bet it the whole time, you know, until they re redo the cards, basically." Um, and so the guy kind of repeatedly says, "Well, I can't play like I want to play." And he says, "No, you can, but you, you know, you can't but count. You can't. <laughs> you can't. Yeah." So it's just kind of this back and forth between those two things. And the pit boss explaining they have the res- the right to not they they can refuse service to anyone, and basically saying that the, the guy straight up asked them. So the only way you want me to play is if I'm going to lose. And the guy's like, "Well, no. I mean, you can still win, you know." And and the guy said, "Well, but I thought the only way that you could win at blackjack is by knowing the odds and knowing how to how to win the game." Exactly. And, and the the pit boss is like, "Well, no. You could. I mean, you could still win with yeah. you know without the odds. It's called luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was interesting because the pit boss is basically coming out and admitting that they don't want to be in any business where they're not guaranteed yeah. to to win over time." Yeah, and that's pretty much... And it's fine if you're a dumb loser like me and Glenn and show up at the table and start putting money down because they know they're going to get it. Here's my $100. Exactly. So they have no problem. Nope. But if you kind of know what you're doing, you're going to get kicked out of there pretty soon. Yeah, the the, the real great part of this tech, Brian, and I can say this because I posted it, Mm -hmm. the best part is we have smart people commenting. Yeah. And I see that comment at the very bottom. Just disregard that one. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, we have a member, Skillet Boy, who talks about, on the tack, talked about how, <clears throat> basically, this was kind of his job, uh, and he worked in a Las Vegas casino, and his job was to find these guys and surveillance and um, to try to find the advantage players, quote-unquote. And um, interestingly enough, he was saying that really, there's really only like a 1% to 2% advantage mm. if you know the cards. Right. It's really all it kind of pans out, but it's just enough 
to to really to to I mean, like you said, the casinos don't want and it's a business, yeah. right? They're right. not gonna lose money. They're right. gonna make money. Why take any risk when you can kick anybody off the table? Exactly. And so anyway, Skillet Boy goes on to explain le- the legalities of how it's weird and it's weird, you know, it's legal, but it's, it's also legal area. to just kinda say, Sorry, we don't wanna pay your money back and um after, after reading this uh, this comment, I'm picturing uh, Skillet Boy as Robert De Niro in the movie Casino. Yes, you know, like a pink yep suit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Eyes on everybody on the on the gambling floor. Uh, so so anyway, yes, but yeah. No, it was an interesting story, and uh, I don't count cards. I don't know how to do that. I don't have any interest. I don't in date me. girls who do. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I'm married, so right. But I wouldn't. No. That's right. We wouldn't do that. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, let's move on to the next deck. All right. Next up, our buddy Ben Espen. Mm-hmm. A legend on this podcast. Legend Espen, on the site. Right. He finds a way to find the noteworthy. That's right. Um, and he, he, he searched far and wide for this one, apparently. We went across... We went into international waters here. <laughs> yeah. All right? Yeah, Ben Ben Espen has posted the world's most dangerous festival in Nagano, Japan, and it's called the Suwa Anbashira Festival. Well, that's good pronounce. Yeah, thank you. I I, um, I I have no idea if that's how you pronounce it. And basically, the Suwa Anbashira. No, no, no. Hang on. The Suwa Anbashira. There it is. There festival mm-hmm. is a log riding festival, and the participants ride four. 6,000-pound logs down a mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's this whole, you know, it's there's a cultural significance to each of the logs that are being cut down. They represent peace or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny that they do because spectators are often killed in this event. Um, people get serious injuries, like spinal fractures. It's just a crazy hot mess of a quote-unquote festival. Yeah. Even even spectators get injured. Yeah, it's like it's like the running of the bulls kind of thing. Where except it's worse almost. Except you, yeah. <laughs> except it's a log, not a bull. Yeah. Um, the this festival has been he- been held for more than twelve hundred years, and it's held every six years. Wow. Uh, in the Chinese year of the monkey and the tiger. And uh, yeah, it, I was trying to figure out, and I was trying to like think about what this going to be like, and it's basically like straddling a, a massive timber and flying down the mountain on it like it's a sled or something except the problem is the 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 log is shifting around and towards the end of the video they showed there's a guy that just straight up straight up gets run over by the entire log i mean he just gets he's like on it and then he gets flipped off to the side and then just ka-tonk. yeah six thousand six hundred pounds uh what a, so yeah i mean i guess they've been doing it for 1200 years so it's for the for the greater good. Yeah, there's uh, a. It's true for the greater good. Um, and it attracts 1.8 million spectators. Wow. I don't know, man. How have I never heard about Japanese this? Japanese people, what are you thinking? This is. It is a lot like running the bulls, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's super dangerous, and I mean, the, even the spectators, like you say, like it doesn't matter how far you weigh, away you are from it. It looks like you could just get steamrolled by this thing at any time. The back end could fly out of the side. And- you know what? I feel like they really need to be doing. Okay, they need to, this is Japan, right? Yep. They're all into technology, right? Yep. That's probably a terrible stereotype, but I'm just going to go with it. Um, <laughs> they need to call up, make a call yep. to the people that make Oculus Rift, <laughs> the VR headset. <laughs> Let's spare these people and yeah. yeah, and virtualize this whole experience. That I don't know, way, Brian. Take it in the 21st century. There's no, there, there would only be a virtual log then. There that, wouldn't be a real log. They could virtually cut it down. Anything they wanted to do, and it would, it would, no one would get injured. And that's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad idea. I, I, I'm all for you know less people dying for uh, festivals. Yeah. Um. This reminds me of a ride at uh, the Viking Voyager. The Viking Voyager at World of, of Fun. Fun. World of Fun yeah. has one, but I've been you know like Disney World has one. They all kind of oh, have okay. this, this version of a a log you get in. Right. You know. Goes around with, everywhere. With the, the blue water. And it's it, like exactly. really not, like not really, clean. really blue. And even like when it's in your hands, it's blue. And you're like, this came when out you're of drinking it, it's potty. blue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the blue water. Uh, yeah, that's true. But it's, yeah, you go, you go at the end, you go down, you go down the mountain and mm-hmm. you go into the water and the splash. Right. This is what this reminded me of, except with more death. Yeah, more death, um, more danger, more. Um, 
Calamity. Well, anyway, Glenn. Well, we're not going to be participating in that festival anytime soon. I don't think. No, but I will. I will like that stash. I mean, I was like, that. I will stash that tack. Is what okay. I'm saying. Yeah. Um, that sounded weird. Um. Anyway, I'm sure we get edited out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Every time you say that, Brian, it always ends up staying in. Well, uh, all right, Brian. The last tech that we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. This is going to be an explosive conversation. This is going to be. Yeah. This is going to blow up. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People are going to find this very hard to believe. Mm. People are going to have a lot to say about this. Mm. Let me just drop it. All right. Th- this this tech was added by. El Suico. Who else? El Suico, the Dark Knight who swoops in and posts these highly volatile, flammable tacks mm-hmm. that whip the community into a froth. Yeah, it's true. And this froth is about the TSA, mm-hmm. Brian. It's called, mm-hmm. it's titled, U.S. Airport Screeners Missed 95% of Weapons in Undercover Tests. But they got 5% of them. That's right. So 5%, well done. Are you a glass half full or glass half empty kind right. of guy? Exactly. Okay. That's 5% less bombs on planes. That's right. 95% more bombs on planes. Well, anyway. <clears throat> can't say bomb on an airplane, Brian. No, you and can't. You can't. Or on the podcast. You also can't. If you're the TSA, you can't find them either. Yes, exactly. Um, you can't say bomb on a podcast. Uh, good good job. Uh, so they had... So, all right. There was a... Um, somebody... Somebody put on a did a report. Okay, I'm trying to figure out who cares. <laughs> a ho- um, somebody said something. ABC about News this. said something. Okay, ABC News reports that. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. The TSA did their own undercover reporting mm-hmm. and found that 95 percent of the time they couldn't find weapons that made it onto the plane. And these are not, these aren't like you know. I made a shiv out of a plastic fork at the food court. I mean, right. this is like a... These are legit things that they're supposed to be looking for. 95% of the time, they couldn't do it, Brian. They mm-hmm. dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost every time. You have the whole concept of security theater, Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, make them feel at ease because you're walking them through a line. Right. However, it's a pretty invasive line. It is. You get very evasive. Scanned, basically buck naked. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, when I get now, what I do is I always opt out. I say no, 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 no. I want the search. You okay, know? sure. And I make them. They're going to work for it, right? right. They want to know. They're going to have to. They you work know, hard for your money. <laughs> exactly. And so I keep ones, right? And yeah. I go through the line, and you're like, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Here's a one. Because if you there's like documentations where they have to feel <clears throat> resistance. If you know what I'm saying, mm. on mm. on males, they gotta mm. feel the. And so, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna deal with the airport, I'm gonna have a good time, mm-hmm. all right. And Might that's well. going through the security Might checkpoint. Well. Mm-hmm. Give me the invasive stuff, right? And you know, if they do a good job. I'll tip them. Okay, that's um, fair enough. Fair but enough. in all seriousness, uh, this is weird, and I don't like it. It's yeah, I don't like it either. I the the thing that ticks me off about this is like. Thinking about all the time and effort and BS I've been through at the airports for this stuff. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, there's a, a good chance it's all just make-believe. You know what I mean? Like, to, just to make everybody feel more like they're more safe when they're going to the airport. Um, I, I can't remember who I was talking to that. And I don't. I'm, this is terrible because I can't remember which country it is. But they were telling me that. Israel. Israel. Mm-hmm. They got it down. Yep. And they basically don't do any of this stuff. Nope. They just sit back and they let, have highly trained people that look for uh, situa- situational awareness. Basically, they just have these guys that are there looking for people that are out of the ordinary that are doing weird stuff. It's profiling, basically. They yeah. profile people. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, uh, they go through the they they stand in line like everyone else, mm-hmm. and they just they know what they're looking for. Right. And uh, it works like the other side of this. It works ninety five percent of the time. Yeah. Um, which is, as far as we know, anyway. Right. You know, do I want to be safe when I get an airplane? I do. Yeah. But how many times have we heard the stories of, you know, kids or elderly, like, them just... Yeah. I mean, they just, like, torture them. I actually... Yeah. Yeah. Like, they'll do cavity searches on kids. I mean... Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's just... mm. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, it's not... It's not weird. It's... It's... 
bad. It's mm-hmm. bad form. I think anytime you give somebody an authority over other people and they're not, you don't really do enough testing on individuals to understand how they're going to be in that type of situation. Yep. I think there's a little bit of a, a little bit of a problem. Yeah. Um, and I, and it says in this, the quote in this thing says that they've already addressed the vulnerabilities presented in this report and mm-hmm. they've made changes based on this. I'm sure they have. And, uh, my question is like, what what changes? Are you, I mean, are you going to make me take my underwear off now when I come through the line? I mean, I have to take my socks off. I have to take my shoes off. I have to take my belt off. I have to take everything off. I have to take my laptop out of my bag, but I can leave my iPad in my bag. That's fine yeah. because they're completely different machines. Yep. Um, you know, really, you can do that. Yeah, you can leave your iPad in there, but not your laptop. Okay, because they're There's... totally different. Oh, okay. Clearly, the TSA knows a lot more about you know general electronics yeah. than most of the population. Exactly. <laughs> um, Could you go trigger through, a bomb from an iPad. I have to go through the scanner, and then maybe, maybe not, based on the lottery, I might get picked up to go through the dude the, I, the weird test. I always get picked. I do, and I think they, it's because they know that I've got ones. They got yeah. ones waiting on the other side. Yeah. I don't. I just remember like the one, the one or two times that I've had somebody had to come pull me aside, do the the random test on your like they they brush your hands with something, mm-hmm. and they like check for uh, traces yep. of something on your hands. Yep. You know, yep. I remember the first time that happened, and I the guy the guys like come with me, you know, or whatever. Yeah, real gruff. Yeah, and and I was you know like I'm a nice guy, and I, I'm typically pretty polite to people, yeah. and so I said something like, "How's your day going today?" And he just like glared at me. And then he, like, grabbed my hand. He's like, open up your palms. You know? And it's just like, dude, like, if you're going to be dealing with people on that level, you need to have some people skills and be, you know, be okay. Like, it, it's, it was really, you know, kind of, I, I didn't take it personally or whatever, because I know he's just doing his job, but. Well, he's kind felt, of doing his job. I just felt it was pretty, pretty lame. He's, I mean. He's actually not doing his job, because his job is to get, his job is to detect threats, and his job is to keep the line moving. Right. And he's being, if you're going to be an a-hole about stuff, right. you know, that's not going to help Right. one of those things at least. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, Brian, would you have taken direction? If you if he had said, open your hand, would you have done it right. voluntarily? Right. Did he need to grab it? Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't. That's all weird. Air, airlines are weird. And it's like, I'm not trying to like play the terrorist here, but like, this is going to a really dark place, <laughs> by the way. There's a lot Podcast of- Podcast is going- there's a lot of key words that the Justice Department's going to pick up on. There's people swooping in right now. Uh, is, is that a helicopter? What? <laughs> hey, you have a Michael Bay movie going on in the background? Um, now, what I'm saying, though, is like you get on a bus. Do you go through this kind of checkpoint? Mm-mm. You could do, I mean. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, like you, you go have to a national watch. monument. You know what I mean? A national monument. Exactly. Yeah. Do you do, do you get, you know. Right. The old twig and berries adjusted for you? No, you don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. That's a little bit weird. I don't know, man. I, I I get, you know, I think like most things like this, it started out as a a noble cause and it's just been yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. Maybe it never was a... No, maybe it was just like, well, we don't know what to do, so we're just going right. to act like we do. Right. But if you're going to do that, yeah. you don't have to be such a-holes about it. It's true. It's true. Well, it's it, it's interesting, Glenn. I don't know. It's an interesting discussion, and it's good that they're talking about this stuff, you know. And they're still they're, in the news. They're forced to talk about yeah, it. Yeah. Well, in in the news lately is the uh, the was the Patriot Act that the you know the snooping of of foam records and everything like that yeah. is kind of that that's up for discussion too. About it's kind of been long enough since nine eleven that people are starting to talk about now. Why are we still? doing all this stuff with data and, and what are the, you know, and there's all these weird questions now about what do we do with phone records? What do we do with emails and, and tech companies that have this data that they need to, you know, is it, is it, is it right to let the government see everything or is there some kind of barrier to it? So this is kind of goes along with that kind of discussion is like what, how much security is, is a positive thing and how much of it's just extraneous that doesn't really help. Yep. I don't know. I, I agree, man. I don't I don't think it's uh I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question, Glenn. We're just a hum- we're just, look, we're just a couple of humble web developers. We're a couple of simple cavemen. Simple cavemen. But we do know this. Yeah. <laughs> but I do know this. <laughs> the right to liberty is uh I believe it was uh your great leader, Abraham Lincoln, that said <laughs> No no, it's <was> Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> He definitely said something about liberty. 
Right. And we agree. And we and we I, agree with that. A hundred percent. Liberty. I mean, we're simple we're simple cavemen, but mm-hmm. we like liberty in the pursuit of fire. That's true. So mm-hmm. well anyway. TSA, you you done it again. Yeah. It's, it's got to be a tough job for a lot of those guys. I will say that, you know, work, being a worker at one of the TSA things has got to be a difficult ju- task to do. And, you know, I was just slighting on that guy yeah. for being a jerk. Maybe he had a bad day. Maybe he'd been there for eight hours doing stuff. And, it, you know, I understand. So it, it, it can be a tough job, I'm sure. And, and it kind of sucks that they're getting the uh, the brunt of this. I'm sure that yeah. all the all the floor workers that are out there not getting paid very much money are the ones getting yelled at right now about it. So I got to say, the, the airports that I've gone through, they're really... Like, I really haven't had any problem. Like, they're all yeah. generally very nice uh, and 90, pleasant. 95% of the time I've gone through, people were super nice. Yeah. And... We yeah. all want the same thing. Yeah. Get to the line as quick as possible. Yeah. And they want to get you through the line as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Anyway, we got more to talk about. Yes, we do, Glenn. All right, well, uh, let's move on to the gentleman toast for this week. Mm. I- I'm just really happy about this. This is... Uh, I saw this in the news, and, and I was just like, man, finally... You know, this is this is a this is a turning point for America. It is not just one person, but America. And I just want to give a cheers to Lindsay Lohan. Yep. Uh, I know she's listening. Yep. And now, uh, Lindsay, we love you. She is love, uh, love, bug. <laughs> uh, she's finally off probation. Yes. After several years, mm-hmm. uh, she had some unfortunate run-ins with the law, culminated in her 2012 arrest from slamming her portion to a truck in Santa Monica while driving to the set of Liz and Dick. So Wait, what? What did you say? Uh, Liz and Dick, the Lifetime movie that she was working at. Okay. She slammed her portion to a truck, and that was the last... Uh, 2012. So it was th- it's been three years. So she's... Three she's, long years. She's uh, done well for the last three, three years, and she just completed her 125 hours of court-ordered community service. That's a long time. So that's in her past... Um, she says she's turned a new leaf. No more run-ins with the law. No more craziness. And uh, we can look forward to Lindsay Lohan in a promising film career reboot. Now. Reboot! 2.0! 2. 2.0. 2.0. Lohan 2.0! Yeah. Um, all right. For as much as we are kind of, you know... Maybe Brian, maybe you're 100% serious, Brian. I think I'm you are. Serious. I'd like to see people turn their lives around. That's okay. Good. Well, I will say this. I do, I do, I like it when people, it, <laughs> maybe I'm reading too much into this. Maybe I want this to be so badly. But it sounds like, you know, when somebody says, look, I'm really grateful to the people that I was, she basically has this thing that says, I'm really grateful to uh, the people of this community service place, people of this community service place, mm-hmm. you know, blah, 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 for letting me do this. Um, thank you, you know. Everyone, you know, and supported me and all this stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's way different than, you know, well, I'm going to fight this. Right. And I really don't care about the people around me. And it's nice, like, she's thanking the little people. And that's kind of like the first step to, like, realizing that you're not, mm-hmm. you know, queen of the world anymore. I will say that I, I hope she does get it figured out and get things turned around. I want to, I would say that I, I feel bad. It's It sounds stupid, but I feel a little bit bad for these child actors that, yeah, because... They lose out on the the part of their lives where they figure this stuff out about being grounded. Without, yeah, exactly. Without and being, that's just taken away from them. And sure, they're getting paid all this money to go act in these films and everything like that. But can you imagine living your life without that basic tool set of being grounded and not being in reality when you're a kid, and then you find out in your mid twenties that you're not invincible. Uh, you can't just do whatever you want, and it's a really, you know, kind of brutal awakening. And then you're stuck there, and then what do you do? You know, so it sounds like she's doing the right thing, actually. And I was, you know, it's it's kind of a funny toast to do or whatever. But it is. I don't care if it's Lindsay Lohan or not. I hope she does the right thing and all that stuff and gets things back on track because you don't want to see anybody going through life having problems. The worst part about this is just all the the TMZ and like yeah. all the online stuff that just. I mean, all they do is write about stuff like this about people's lives falling over. Yeah. It, well, actually, and the worst part is that people read it. You know what I mean? Yeah, the reason, there's a reason why there's a reason why they do that is because everybody reads all that stuff, and it's like, why do we need? Ha- why do we want to tear people down so much? You know what I mean? I don't know. You know, you and I, if you and I get in trouble with the law, and we need to do some community service, mm-hmm. yeah, TMZ, front page of TMZ. TMZ will be there. Yeah, exactly. But 
But probably not to the extent that Lindsay Lohan, Lohan had the coverage. That's true. You know, most people can just like, so all maybe right, I'm a little do, jealous. I'm going to do community service. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe we're jealous. <laughs> yeah. We, we want to be there yeah, someday. Exactly. Uh, when we get out of rehab, we want cameras. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what fun, of it if, what fun is it if there's no one there to see? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Like, I got out of rehab, but there's no one here to, like, take pictures of me. I got out of rehab. Man. Well, yeah. I, uh, you know, I saw, I was actually, I don't remember how I, it was, how did I find this? It was like an autoplay YouTube video, like, after whatever I was watching. Oh, yeah. You know, like. Yeah, they just throw something at Something gets queued up. Yeah. I think I was watching something on Jimmy Fallon, and then the next one was, like, the new Late Late Show guy, James, uh, James Corden, something mm. like that. But he had... Um, he does this thing where he has it's a segment where he has like some star help him with his morning commute so they drive in the car with him to, to the office oh I see it's pretty hilarious like he has you know Mariah Carey whoever whatever but he had Justin Bieber hmm. and this is the video that just magically plays for me okay I was like alright I'm gonna watch this and uh, it's interesting because Bieber is another one of those child stars that got I mean kid was a serious uh he he, you know he had a lot of fame really quickly, mm-hmm. really young. Yeah, thought he was invincible. Mm-hmm. Kind of was a jerk, right? By kind of, I mean he was a massive jerk. Mm-hmm. And then they had this roast for him on Comedy Central, which I think we talked about a podcast. And at, at the end, he was kind of like you know, kind of want to take this opportunity to. It was kind of like a half. It was not half hard. It was kind of like an apology, kind of mm-hmm. like you know, I kind of want to be better, and mm-hmm. I realized I made some mistakes, and so right. Thanks for you know putting up with me, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is kind of refreshing. Says my PR agent. Says my yeah, you know. And it, but so I'm watching this. I, yeah. I'm watching this ride along, you know. Yeah. And it was hilarious because they were doing karaoke of his songs that he he sang when he was like 13 or something, mm. and it was just fun watching him like sing along with it and talk about it, mm-hmm. and that the whole air of like he wasn't trying to be. I don't know why I'm talking about Justin Bieber so much. I don't know either. I think it's a girl, but he wasn't trying to be, you know, too cool for school. He was making uh-huh. fun of himself, mm-hmm. and I think that's a good, a good place to be right. when you're that famous. Right. When you can finally reach the point where you're like, you know, this is kind of ridiculous. Right. And it's why I'm famous. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, let's see what happens right. from here on out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't that's know. True. That's I like true. stories like this where I, 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 I truly do, where mm-hmm. people like figure it out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There's more to life than crashing Porsches into. What did you say he cra- she crashed into? Some uh, truck? A truck. On the way to uh, the set of the Lifetime movie Liz and Dick. About Elizabeth <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> oh, okay. There yeah. we go. There mm-hmm. we go. I, uh. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Um, speaking, well, of, <laughs> speaking of Elizabeth Taylor, um. <laughs> Glenn, it's time for the, uh. <clears throat> Topic. And uh, Glenn, this week, uh, I, I was just—I just watched the other night. I was with Laura, and I watched this Billboard Music Show performance by another, none other than Michael Jackson. Ooh! And I was like, "Wow, what did they? How did? How did this happen? Did, is he? What is he back? I don't know." He's ba- he never left. He never left. He mm-hmm. never left. It was just like he never left, basically. Yeah. Um, but it turns out, unfortunately, that it was a hologram. Mm. And uh, it got me thinking about this hologram thing, because I keep seeing more and more stuff pop up about it. So I did a little bit of research on the internet. And apparently, there, uh, this hologram thing is set to take off. I mean, worldwide. Like a racket. Everything's going to be holograms now. We're going to be holograms. We're going to be holograms. Like, next week. We're going to wow. be, you know, in your living room, mm. sitting on your couch, uh, drinking Grolsch. Yep. And uh, you won't be able to kick us out because you can't kick a hologram out. You can't even kick it. No, you can't. So anyway, Glenn, I was just, the, the holograms are about to take the world by storm. Mm. And there's more to this story, too. Apparently, there's two leading companies that are in a fisticuffs battle over the rights to do holograms. Mm. Wait, like all holograms? I think so. This huh. holographic technology thing. Hmm. Uh, there's two companies that basically... I guess it... So, as I understand the story, there's this guy that was working on... Okay, the original one that it all comes back to is the Tupac yes. Coachella yep. performance. Yep. Okay? Uh, I don't know what year that was. I don't know what year it was. It was what, like... It was in the 2000s, right? Yeah, it's, it was probably like... Fairly recent? 
six years ago. Okay. Something something like that. Um, anyway, so apparently they did this Coachella performance. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it went all over the internet. Everything went crazy. Everybody's like, whoa, this is awesome. We need to get a hold of this technology. So after that Tupac performance, yes, this guy's this is this is a really weird story. But it was this company called Musion, which had done this. UK company called Musion. Okay. And they put this on. There's this huge blow up about this thing. And they knew it was going to be like the next big thing. Mm-hmm. So then all these different people inside of the company started taking uh, taking credit for different things. And there's this big lawsuit, right? Mm. So one main guy suing somebody else in the company. And as a result of that, the company went into bankruptcy. This weird UK form of bankruptcy. Okay. To try to, for, they're trying to force the guy out, or the, there's I don't know what the ins and outs of it are, but basically the bankruptcy was just because they couldn't, they didn't know how to resolve the conflict, so they're just basically like kill the company and let the chips fly. So they had an auction for the actual tech that did the that did the hologram. Okay. One guy at the company wins the auction. Okay. He goes and starts a company. One guy at the company lost the auction. And he goes and starts his own company with his own quote-unquote technology, but clearly it was probably based on There may have been the a technology. little overlap. Right, exactly. So now these two guys are embroiled in this immense conflict over the holographic technology that's about to take the world over. And it's gotten personal, hasn't it? It's gotten personal. There's been a lot of interesting back and forth between these two guys. Okay. Um, one of them said on social media, come at me, bro. Ooh. So there you go. I mean, right there. That's a that's a that's a that's a big way to start it off, right there. And then the other one posts a picture of Hitler on Instagram and and, and tag that guy, <laughs> tag the other guy. Yeah. yeah, all kinds of crazy stuff has been going on between these guys. And the weirdest thing about this whole deal, I mean, there's a lot of weird. This is this is a long story. I, I, it's long and winding. And one thing, sorry, I don't. I didn't. No. Mean that. I was going to say when they were at the company together, like they would physically fight in the offices. Yeah, they like went to fisticuffs. Right. Often, mm-hmm. Brian, have we ever done that? No, nope. Mm-mm. I've never uh, posted a picture of Hitler and tagged you in it <laughs> either. <laughs> I, I hope that never comes to. What's he playing at? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't. I, don't I hope. I hope uh, you and I never have a, a relationship where I, I I text you, come at me, bro. <laughs> you mean like? In your office? I'm, I'm confused. Um, anyway, Glenn, th- there's lots of ins and outs of this. And, and the interesting thing about this, too, is that this kind of, this technology has been around for a really long time. It's a modern version of this 1862 illusion that was created, uh, you know, 150 years ago. So uh, it's the weirdest thing. This whole story, you guys got to go to podcast.gentleman.com. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna link this story up. It's a crazy story. It's, These guys are... There's ins and outs. There's a... There's an, well, there's an awesome picture of one of the guys like sitting at this opulent table, holding it, holding his dog, holding like a white fluffy little dog. It's the weirdest. It's like Doctor Evil kind of pose. You and know? one of these guys is affiliated with Michael Bay. He was like, <laughs> yeah, it was his fraternity brother. It was the fraternity brothers, Michael Bay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, there's this whole this whole thing about what which which hologram holographic performer are you most looking forward to seeing, Glenn? Hmm. There's a lot. There's Liberace's coming. Uh, we already saw Michael Jackson. Uh, Madonna, maybe. There's, I think that it's, they're going to do it's something. It's weird. Like that. It's weird that Elvis Presley's one of them. It's weird that they're doing this because the ones that are still performing, it feels a little like yeah. And people do... that are still around are going to do Mick Jagger. Ho- I saw. Yeah, they're, they're going to do holograms and like you know have the holograms and you can go you can go pay money and watch the holograms. Got to pay stuff. for that. I yeah. can watch. I can go to YouTube. Right. And watch the real thing on this. I mean, like, what? Unless the maybe the hologram technology, you know, is going to be just awesome and look so lifelike. The Michael Jackson one was pretty impressive. I don't think I saw that. One. Oh, that was the recent one. Mm-hmm. You need to go watch that one. Okay. It, it was like a computer generated Michael Jackson mm-hmm. hologram mm-hmm. dancing along to a song, but then they had like live dancers, and it was like all. I don't know how to describe it, but it was really well done. So, oh wow! So, kind of mixing real life and you know the the hologram Michael Jackson. I'm just looking forward to being a hologram. Yes, that I'm. You know, that'll be nice. You know, you've made it. Yeah, and and well, pretty soon it's like 15 minutes of fame. 
Mm. In the future, oh, I'm just going to go on record now and say, in the future, everyone will be a hologram. It kind of does. If you start, if you let the mind wander a little bit, Brian. Mm-hmm. What if we were sitting in our living rooms, mm-hmm. perspective living Which rooms? Which we are. Okay, I mean, I'm. Oh, I'm you're like really. a casual. Okay, when we're right. not recording the podcast, right. watching TV. Mm-hmm. Except TV is not in a box, it's in front of you. Right. Like they have, you know, mm-hmm. Connie Chung's at her desk. Right. Well, Connie Chung doesn't really report news anymore. <laughs> I don't know why this is kind of chill. Tom broke off. Yeah. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. but they're sitting right there as opposed to, you know, in this 2D, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a weird, mm-hmm. it's a weird thought. They could yeah. do that with anything. Right. Sky's the limit. Yeah. I think this is, this is going to be big, big time. I'm mm. excited about it. I, I would, I would, I wouldn't go pay money to see a hologram, I don't think, yet. No. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, my mind's open on this thing. I'm not sure. Nah. If I can, uh, you know, if there was, I'm trying to think about some, some uh, historical figure that I would be interested in, either like a performer or maybe a speech. You know, imagine going to like an art gallery and uh, or, or a museum or um, yeah, an art, like a, a history museum mm-hmm. and having Churchill having giving a speech about whatever you know. <laughs> Yeah. That really trivializes the importance of Churchill, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like that would be kind of cool. I, I, I'd be I'd be cool with that. Yeah, I would pay an extra. You know, you go to the museum; they got the upsell. Do you want to get the uh, Abraham Lincoln speech for another ten bucks? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'll do that. I would do. I think I would do something historical. Yeah, I don't think I'd go to a concert. Yeah, the concert a thing's holiday. a little weird. You know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. part of the concert is the participation the fact of the that audience. The, the person's actually there. Well, yeah, and it's like, yeah. you know, feeding right. off of the audience right. and vice versa. Right. But they can program that. <laughs> Show emotion now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Fist Lawrence. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> the best crowd is in Lawrence, <laughs> Kansas. Kansas. Where are my groupies? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. It's a brave new world. It's a brave new world. Oh. Pretty soon, you know, we'll be able to see every performer. I think this is going to be one of those things like the... I, I would imagine this is kind of like a gateway to the next thing. Like that bridge, like, we think it's going to take off. Mm-hmm. And it's probably going to be something on like the other side. Better. It's like actually yeah. spin off of that. That's actually like the mm-hmm. real deal. Yeah. It does seem... I, I don't know anything about it because I've never seen it live. And on the videos, it looks good because it's from far away, and, yeah. and you, it, it kind of—I think it masks a lot of the imperfections in it. Sure. So I think maybe seeing it in in real life, it wouldn't look as impressive or something like that. I, I don't know. I would imagine to fool people, you'd have to be—it would have to be pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I find it hard to believe that, that we're—you know. Yeah. The general public has that. Well, not general public, but you know private sector has has got that mm-hmm. i don't know maybe not i don't know we'll see it's not really a hologram from what i read this whole pepper's ghost thing there it's calling it a hologram is marketing speak basically it's not okay. really just like a generated hologram of something they, they have a screen that's up there wasn't this in uh one of the the illusionist one of those movies not the illusionist the there's there's another one at the same time it's like not the illusionist but the other one we have them both at my house Gosh. yeah uh the magician no i want to see the magician no one of them has yeah uh edward norton right and the other one has hugh, hugh jackman Grant. hugh jackman yeah i was saying hugh grant hugh. <laughs> I, i'm gonna disappear <laughs> there i go oh i disappeared um <laughs> uh, it turns out I love you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the illusion. <laughs> anyway, right? One of those two movies. All right. Anyway, okay. So that's the uh, that's a hot button topic. No, so hot. Ooh. Brought to you by Hugh Grant. Too um, hot. <laughs> okay, Glenn. Well, it's time for the uh, time for the questions from the gentleman mailbag. Ooh. All right. What do they got for us this week, Glenn? Look, we're getting all kinds of people are people are in uproar over part of our podcast. I know, and we've been we've been hearing about this. I know people are they're at the they're at the door they're at the gates yep. with pitchforks mm. and torches, and they want to know about the MTS. They're saying that we're hoppists. We're hoppists. We're anti hops. We're anti hopites. That's right. Hopsites. And and uh, 
they say the, the computer isn't real. The Whoa. equation isn't real. Whoa. I thought we've cleared this up. Wasn't there a Mythbusters on this? I thought so. Uh, anyway, Glenn. So the, the the question is, what's the deal with the MTS? What's there's all kinds of things flying around. I think that I think it was time that we sat down and clarified some of the things about the MTS. All right. Well, look for as much detail as we can get into because this is proprietary software. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is patent pending. Yep. But we will try to answer as best as we can. Right. What the MTS is? Yeah. The, everything that we talk about with the MTS should be taken in the the under the understanding that we have we can't disclose our lawyers have advised us not to disclose a lot of this information but we're going to try to get into a couple of things that we can talk about what we can say about the mts mm-hmm. is that it is a system derived to empirically rate beer that's right that's all we can say well <laughs> it's not all we can say that's that's all we can say the mts was <laughs> created by being glenn be- in mm-hmm. response to sites like beersnob.com, mm-hmm. because we were seeing that beersnob.com has an unfair, they are the ones that are hoppist, and they they have a they have a penchant they for strong bias, hoppy beers, mm. and something like Grosch. I don't know because I forgot to look it up. Let's, I don't I'll know look what right beersnob.com right, rated Grosch. I'm gonna say it's probably gonna be like way lower than me and Glenn rated it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it's gonna be like a seven point one. Oh, probably lower than that. They don't. They don't cotton to the uh, seventy-two. See, uh, there you go. And so that's what I'm saying is that Gross is a good beer. It's very deserving of the seven points. The seven point seven that we mm-hmm. gave it on the MTS scale. Mm-hmm. And uh, we feel that that's the the more appropriate rating scale that should be accepted and used across the country. I, I you know, I I don't feel like we need to defend ourselves. I'm I'm, so I'm being a little combative about this, so all right? Either. We're bringing like look, if somebody is strongly opposed to something, mm-hmm. that means there's a faction of people that are inversely strongly for something, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. If somebody feels strongly about something one way, there's mm-hmm. going to be a faction of people that still feel strongly the other way. Yeah. For for as many haters as we have. Right. We also have as many people who are behind it. Are yeah. behind it strongly. Mm-hmm. All right, they feel strongly about this. This needed to happen. It was a long time coming. This is like the democratization of beer scales. <laughs> yes, Get a beer me. scale made out of democracy, not. <laughs> well, it's not democracy. Not imperialist. Basically, <laughs> basically, beersnobs.com is like. The evil empire, mm. and the MTS is like the rebel force. Yes, right. That is trying to take back. Yes, the planet Hoth. Right. We have the force. <laughs> okay, we're yeah. using it. Yeah, we're using exactly. it on beer. Yeah. All right. There's a Death Star out there. <clears throat> right. Just beer snobs mm-hmm. and all the other sites and people like that. Mm-hmm. You know when you go to the store and there's like a liquor store and there's like a, a tag below the beer that says, "Oh, this is ready '92 by yeah." Blah, Where, blah, blah. Where's the MTS? Some joker somewhere, right? It's probably some guy in his parents' basement. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. sniffing. You know, right? Okay, if you live in your parents' basement, that's okay. Right. I'm just like stereotyping the right the the the, the right. You know, guy who's way too old should be living his own life instead of living in his parents' basement. And poo-poo and beers. And that's what the general beersnob.com user must be like. Exactly. And the, you know, Grolsch deserves its day in the sun. That's right. It has, As does Corona. As does Corona. As does, like, the amazing amount of beers that we've vindicated with the MTS. Too long mm. have they been relegated to second, second choice, third choice. I would never drink that. They're, they're lower shelves at no. the liquor store, right? No. Too long. Too long. No way. And we've also taken some of those top shelf beers and... Thrown them, them they, into the bottom. Put them where they belong. Exactly. And that is spilled out on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, or in the toilet. Toilet. Yeah. Swilling around. Yeah. Just because hibiscus it's got, goes. Just because it's got hibiscus in it doesn't make it fancy. It's going to it's gonna be a long time before I have any beer that has a flower petal in it. I'm telling you, man. That was... That was the worst. That was one of the worst beers I've ever had in my life. I think I would have rather had like vinegar and pickle juice. I would rather drink pickle juice than that. 
But actually, pickle juice sounds kind of good right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. So, okay, well, yeah. I And, and people are, are curious about this MTS computer. Mm. I, I've been thinking about it. I think I'm going to post a picture of the computer. You are? Yeah. Have you, have you cleared it with Chuck? Look. Our lawyer, Chuck? I'm, I think I'm just going to cowboy this, and I'm going to post a picture of the MTS computer with this podcast. Mm-hmm. So. Guess I should... I guess I should post it on Instagram too. Yeah, gentleman Instagram. Mm-hmm. By the way, you can follow us <laughs> at uh, gentleman on Instagram. We'll uh, we'll post some pictures. <laughs> Maybe we'll post uh, a picture of the MTS. Pictures of the MTS. Maybe we'll post pictures of the show. We should mm-hmm. probably do that more often, actually. Yeah. Well, anyway, find Glenn, people who care. Look, we. I think we stood up. We stood our ground. Yes. I'm tired of these naysayers. We're trying to change the country for the better. The worst part, Brian. You're right. We are trying to change it for the better. And the worst part is that this is the squeaky wheel. That's right. Trying to get the grease. Mm-hmm. There's only a couple. There's only yeah. you know five people right. who got a problem with this. Right. And everybody else. The overwhelming majority is in favor of a unanimous, accepted standard for rating beers. How many twists of the mustache? Right. Does it earn? It's simple. And you need to be able to compare beers. Gross versus you know. Budweiser versus Hibiscus goes. You got to know exactly. Yeah, if it's yeah. A, if it's an IPA, you rate it like an IPA. That's right. If it was an IPA that was made on a dare to try to squeeze as many you know hops in it, right? And let me tell you something. Once we input it into the MTS computer, all scientific from no, there on out. No turning back. Exactly. All mathematics and algorithms. So. Anyway, and we can't get into that. We don't know. We can't talk no, to you no, about no, how no, we no. have the... You shouldn't have... You probably even said yeah. that there was mathematics and numbers involved. Look, yeah, I, I said too much. I've already said too much. So That's kind of the that's kind of the overarching theme of the show. We have already said too much, Brian. Yeah, indeed. It's time for us to... Stop saying stuff. To call tonight. That's right. We've Let's had not, our girls. We've had our girls. Let's go watch them. We've stayed our hour. We've stayed our hour. Let's go watch a shin-kicking contest. And... Okay. All right. <clears throat> Sounds good. All right. Okay. Well, uh, this was episode sixty-two. Hmm. Ah, uh, the shows they come and go. Mm-hmm. It's true. Like a beautiful flower. Mm. Like One it, summer day. Like it goes. Like it goes. Hibiscus flower in the field, wilting into a beard, <laughs> sullying it. Um. So yeah, episode sixty-two in the can. In the can. In more ways than one. Uh, double entendre there? Oh, I'm looking forward to episode 63, I'll tell you what. Well, already. Obviously. Yeah. Go check out gentlemen.com. There have been some changes. I tell you what, we won't tell what those changes are. You get to go find it. That's right. We're tired of tooting our own horn. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I am Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Stansbury. Have a good night, guys. Thanks for listening. Live long and prosper. <laughs>